So the question is, how do busy dads get into great shape with limited time, space, and equipment, all while enjoying the process and without sacrificing family time? If you want to know the secrets to dialing in your nutrition, being consistent, and staying motivated to achieve your fitness goals once and for all, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kevin Torres, and this is the Dad Bod Wad Podcast. What's up, Legacy Makers? Welcome to another episode of the number one podcast for busy dads who want to go from dad bod to fit that and lose your first 20 plus pounds without fasting, without cutting carbs, and without sacrificing family time so that you can create a legacy of health and fitness, not only for yourself, but for generations to come. And on this show and inside of my program, we're teaching busy dads just like you how to do just that. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And on today's episode, I'm answering your questions that you submitted via Instagram, questions like, what is my bedtime routine, or how long does it take to lose 50 pounds, or is tracking food the only way to lose weight? I'm going to answer all those questions and more in a minute, but first, I just want to let you know that tomorrow, Wednesday, if you're listening to this in real time, today is October 17th, so if you're listening to this in real time, tomorrow, Wednesday the 18th, I'm hosting a free live masterclass via Zoom on how to never go on a diet again. This is the perfect masterclass for anybody who wants to lose that extra 20 plus pounds, but maybe you're struggling with making the, the right food choices, or you know what you should be doing, but you just can't bring yourself to do it, or the idea of meal prepping is really overwhelming, or you don't want to eat entirely differently from your family, well, I'm going to show you how you can plan a perfect day of eating without eating entirely differently from your family, without spending hours meal prepping and all that stuff, and again, it is totally free, so just go to forgingleadfathers.com forward slash masterclass to reserve your seat. Again, this is live on Wednesday, October 18th, if you're listening to this in real time. If you're listening to this into the future, the replay might be available if you go through that link or if you send me an email at kevin at dadbodwad.net. All right, so let's jump into some Q&A. So again, these questions were submitted by you via Instagram. And the first one here is, what is my bedtime routine or my routine before bedtime? And really, I don't have like I wouldn't say I have like a solid bedtime routine, but I do have like a like a solid bedtime, and I'm usually in bed around nine nine thirty, and you know because I'm not I, I'm not gonna pretend that I I don't scroll on my phone in my bed and stuff like that, but around nine o'clock is when. I'm already feeling pretty tired, and I, I we, we turn off the TV. If, we're, if my wife and I are watching TV, we usually turn off the TV by that point. You know, I brush my teeth, floss, do all that stuff, and then I, I, I go to bed. Um, you know, I, I, I scroll a couple of minutes. I, I usually send my email myself like a to-do list of things that I want to accomplish in the morning or the next day, and then that's it. I It takes me like just a couple of minutes to fall asleep, and so I don't have like this really drawn-out bedtime routine of journaling or anything like that, I just start winding down at 9 o'clock, we turn off the TV, I you know wash up, and I'm in bed, and by like 9.30, I'm usually passed out, so nothing too crazy there on my bedtime routine. Oh, and I do set up my gym clothes, my workout clothes, the night before, so I don't have to wake up my wife in the morning, like, you know, fumbling around looking for my workout clothes, so I do pull out a pair of shorts, a shirt, my socks, and all that stuff, and I lay that out in the living room, so that when I wake up, I have that ready, and I don't have to go back into the bedroom and risk waking my wife up to get those shorts. Um, another question, is how long will it take to lose 50 pounds? Now, this is a an awesome question. And honestly, you know, most people want to lose weight like immediately, right? Like most guys want to lose like 10 pounds right away, 20 pounds right away. And the truth is, is there are myriad ways to do that, 
but most ways are not sustainable. And in fact, they're going to be unhealthy. They're going to slow down your metabolism and they're going to do more harm than good. So when you cut a lot of weight really quickly, it might seem as if you're losing a lot of weight, but what you're really losing is muscle mass most of the time, right? Because your body will catabolize muscle because muscle is expensive. Muscle is calorie dense. So in order to maintain muscle, your body has to consume a lot of calories. So when you're not getting enough calories, your body starts to catabolize or eat your muscle so that, you know, it can sort of like get rid of it. It's like, this thing is really expensive. Let's just get rid of it and survive. And so you could lose a lot of weight really fast, but it, oftentimes it's it's uh, muscle mass. And then what happens if you have less muscle mass, you actually have slower metabolism because muscle burns calories. So if you have less muscle mass, you have a slower metabolism so that when you finally break and you start eating food again, well, now you're eating all this food, your metabolism is slower, you have less muscle mass, and then you gain more fat quickly, hence the yo-yo dieting. So what I always say is healthy, sustainable weight loss is around one to two pounds a week. That is it, one to two pounds a week. And that might not sound like a lot, but if you were to, you know, let's say, you know, it's October right now, so 12 weeks from now would be the beginning of January. If you were down 20 pounds by the beginning of January, would you be pretty stoked? Sure. But if I told you you're only going to lose one pound a week, would you be pretty stoked? Probably not, right? So again, you have to have that perspective. It's just like long-term investing. You're only going to save $100 a week, but it's like, but by the time you're 50 or 60, you're, you could be a millionaire, right? But most people don't want to just like save the $100 a week or the $1,000 a month or whatever it is. So healthy, sustainable weight loss is one pound a week. Now, with that said, you are likely to lose maybe five to 10 pounds really early on when you start a new fitness or nutrition regimen, just because your body has excess stuff that needs to come off, just because it's a shock to your body, just because those first few pounds are relatively easy to come off. So about, you can expect about 10 pounds within the first 21 days if you're doing it right, and then a pound to two every week thereafter. So let's say you lost 10 pounds within your first 21 days, within your first three weeks, and then it's a pound or two thereafter. If you want to lose 50 pounds, you're essentially looking at like, you know, basically like 45 weeks. So essentially, if you could, you could lose 50 pounds healthy and sustainably in about a year. Again, that might sound like a long time, but if you could just wake up on October 2024 and you were 50 pounds lighter, would that be worth it? Would that be cool if you could just wake up on October 17th, 2024 and you were 50 pounds lighter? And that's possible when you just commit to a healthy, sustainable fitness and workout and nutrition regimen and stop going for like the quick results like fasting, keto, cutting carbs, a thousand miles every day and all that stuff. All right. So question number three that I got is, is the only way to see results by food tracking. I'm terrible at it. So in other words, do I have to track my food in order to lose weight? And the, the, the short answer is yes and no. So when you want to get really dialed in, um, first of all, not even real dialed in, I recommend that everybody track your food just to create that level of awareness. For example, if you don't know, if you don't have a financial budget in your house or for yourself, then you don't know where your money is going, right? You, you get a paycheck and you kind of just like, you know, breaks even at the end and you're like, uh, paycheck to paycheck and you're like, ah, 
Where's my money going? You know, but when you sit down and you go, okay, how much, where, where is this money going? Okay. We have this much for our mortgage or our rent. This much goes into gas. This much goes into like fixed bills, right? This one goes into, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, how much money am I really spending at Starbucks every day? How much money am I really spending on lunch out every day? How much money am I really spending on like subscriptions that I don't, that I don't even watch anymore, right? How much money do I spend on clothes frivolously? How much money do I spend on this, that, and the other thing on coffee, whatever, right? And when you do that, you have a clear picture of your financial habits and you go, oh man, I, I really need to cut back on this. I really need to cut back on this. So, oh wow, we could save an extra $500 a month or $1,000 a month if we just stopped spending on this. Or if I could call the, you know, the, the, the cell phone company and ask them to lower my bill or if I can call the credit card company and ask them to lower my APR, my interest, right? Like, <clears throat> excuse me, but you won't be able to do those things, you won't have that level of awareness until you actually track for, you know, a week or a month just to see where your money is going. Well, it's the same thing with food. You don't have to track everything. You could just sort of like do it intuitively, right? And a lot of people do. But if you're struggling with your nutrition, if you're struggling with weight, I recommend that you track everything that you eat, even for a week or so in my fitness pal or whatever, just to get a level of awareness. And you're gonna be like, wow, I really only eat 38 grams of protein a day. I thought I was eating way more than that. Or wow, I eat like 150 grams of fat every single day. Huh, that's probably a lot of fat, right? Or I eat 3,000 calories or 4,000 calories every single day. Wow. Or maybe conversely, it's like, wow, I only eat 1,500 calories every single day. Well, why can't I lose weight? It's just going to create that level of awareness. Now, once you get that level of awareness, um, if you have a specific goal, like, hey, now I know how much weight, you know, I weigh this much and I want to weigh this much and I have a specific calorie goal that's going to help me get there, then yeah, tracking, again, tracking is like a really awesome way to get the result. People who don't want to track, um, you know, like you just want to do like intermittent fasting or something, You're what you're essentially doing is you're still putting yourself in a calorie deficit and you're trying to eat, you're hoping that you're going to stay with Un, you know, within a calorie uh, deficit within that eight hour window. But what ends up happening is most people think like, well, I fasted for 16 hours, therefore I could eat whatever I want for eight hours. And the problem with that is most people aren't making the best choices during those eight, during those eight hours. So you're still eating a lot of calorie dense foods and then you don't lose the weight that you want. You might lose weight at first because your body's just shocked by the fasting, but then eventually you stall out, you plateau because... You're eating more calories within that eight-hour window than you think. So yes, you should be tracking if your goal is to lose weight, if you want to actually do it the right way, if you want to you know, have some data to back up your results so that you can make adjustments. Now, that being said, you don't have to track for the rest of your life. I recommend eating a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs, so roughly five ounces of protein, five ounces of carbs, one to two ounces of fat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and some snacks in between. If you just stuck to that, meal protocol that I just outlined, um, you would probably hit your ideal body weight and then you could maintain your ideal body weight for years to come with minimal effort just by doing that. However, if you want to get really dialed in, you want to see some abs for the summer, then you're going to need a calorie goal and you're going to need to start tracking that calorie goal. All right. Next question is, um, how did you create or think of these 20 minute workouts and exercises in them? Um, well, you know, I, I have like a CrossFit background and um, in CrossFit, there are these uh, workouts called Metcons, which just means metabolic conditioning. It's just sort of like, you know, uh, 
high intensity movements, right? Short bursts and, you know, 15, 20 minute workouts. And a typical CrossFit class will include some kind of like strength component at the beginning, you know, like five sets of five back squats, followed by, you know, a Metcon, followed by a cool down or sometimes two or three Metcons in a single workout. And so um, I, I, a lot of these, a lot of the format that I follow, I would say is from that CrossFit background. Um, but in terms of how I create them, I mean, I'm inspired by so many workouts that I see online, so many, you know, uh, other coaches that I follow and just old CrossFit workouts that I used to do in the past that I like to do a lot over and over. So there I have like my go-to workouts, few workouts that I just do repeat repetitively, like uh, seven rounds of seven uh, power cleans followed by seven thrusters followed by seven burpee hopovers. I think that was like a CrossFit workout that came out in like 2011. Um, it was just posted to their main site once. And you know, that one just like really, really resonated with me. And I just do that one a lot. So, um, and then how I come up with my own is I just think about like, okay, how much time do I have? What body parts do I want to work on right now that I haven't really done, right? So like I did a lot of squats yesterday, so I don't want to do squats today or I haven't done shoulders in a while. So I'll do some kind of pressing movement or I haven't done push-ups so I'll do, or chest. So I'll do some kind of push-up movement or back. You know, I really have to, have to work on my back. So I'll do some back rows. And then I try to just alternate the muscle groups within that workout. So like, you know, chest followed by back or upper body followed by lower body or something like that, so I'm not exhausting one body part throughout the workout. And then I think, like, should I add a little run to it, or should I not add a little run? And um, and what? And then I also think, like, what do I want to get out of this workout? Do I want to be like a sweaty mess at the end? Do I want to feel like I got stronger? Do I want to feel um, like I got faster? And and then I just sort of like play around with it from there. Um, do I take? Uh, do I ever take a week off to recover? No, I don't plan any time off. I've said this before on social media. I don't actually plan any time off. I don't take I don't plan days off or off days because life is going to present enough off days and stuff like that, right? So when my family and I went to Disney this August, I didn't um I, I essentially didn't work out that week, right? I might have done a few push ups in the hotel room, but like I wasn't working out. I didn't do any, you know, runs, I didn't do any, you know, body weight workouts because I wasn't gonna take an a minute away from hanging out with my family. So in you know, so that's what I mean. Like I don't plan off days or, or weeks off because life is gonna present them to me. So if my kids wake up sick this morning and they're all sick and they're all coughing in the middle of the night and, and waking up and doing all that stuff well, then guess what? I'm probably not going to work out that morning. Now, if I had planned, let's say I planned to take Saturday and Sunday off, and I'm like, okay, I feel good. I took Saturday and Sunday off, and then Monday my kids are sick, and Tuesday my kids are sick. Well, now I have four off days because I planned Saturday and Sunday off versus if I just plan to work out every day and then my kids get sick, well, then you know, I end up only with one day off or two days off because life is going to present it to me, all right? So I don't plan my off days or off weeks. Life just gives them to me, and, uh, you know, so that's my advice there. Um, let's see. The other one is, um, is doing the same exercises every time a bad thing if they hit the whole body? And my, my, sh my short answer to that is no. The, the idea of overtraining, that comes from the bodybuilding world, right? Don't, you don't want to overtrain. You don't want to overtrain. And that's true in the bodybuilding world when you're doing like 15 or 16 sets of max effort with heavy weights, right, of chest press 
and flies and dumbbell flies and you know and then incline bench and all that and then push-ups like yeah you just destroyed your chest and so the next two or three days your chest is going to be super sore so that's why you know bodybuilders will do chest on mondays like back on tuesdays legs on wednesdays right and then arms on third like and shoulders on that day so they they break it up like that so that they can destroy the a specific body part and then let it recover for two or three days, four days before they hit that body part again. Now, if you're just doing body weight workouts like push-ups, crunches, sit-ups, air squats, stuff like that, you can't really overtrain. You're not going to destroy your body enough that that you need to take off a couple of days from doing push-ups again. You could literally do push-ups every single day and not have any kind of like negative effect on your body unless you like pull a muscle in a weird way or something like that you could do air squats every single day and it's not going to have a negative impact on your body all right you could do crunches every day same thing it's not going to have a negative impact on your body so no doing the same workouts um isn't a bad thing however i will say you can potentially get bored right if you're just doing like one workout over and over and over again, you could eventually become bored and then not want to work out at all. So that's why I recommend mixing things up. But no, you're not going to cause any harm by doing the same workouts. Um, and so that's pretty much it. The last question that I got here was um, any pre-workouts or proteins that I recommend. I mean, I you know, I I don't really recommend or endorse one specific protein or um, pre-workout. Just find ones that have like good ingredients. I personally like. Um, Tedco for a pre-workout. I also like Podium. I also like BPN. Um, they have really good pre-workouts. You know, they have some caffeine in it, some beta alanine, and some other stuff. You know, I'm not a doctor. Um, and then for the whey, for protein, again, anything that has like a, a high protein to carb and fat ratio. So if, if your protein has a lot of carbs and fat, that's not a protein, that's not a great protein source. It's probably more like a meal replacement. Try to find something with like 20 grams of protein and only one gram of fat and like, you know, zero grams of carbs or one gram of carbs, something that's really, really low. Um, and, and uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, look for something with like the least amount of uh, ingredients. So something like muscle milk, when you look at the ingredients, it's got like a thousand different ingredients and most of it is probably plastic and bad for you um, versus like just like a whey powder where, you know, it just says like whey isolate and like some natural flavoring and this and that and the other thing. You know, it's like, you know, three or four ingredients versus like, you know, 17 ingredients in a muscle milk or something. So that, that would be my recommendation there. All right, that is it. That is all Legacy Makers. If you have any other questions, first of all, thank you so much for submitting those. I love answering these. Uh, this is just part one in this series. I'd love to keep doing this uh, on like a weekly or recurring basis. So I'll put up on Instagram and ask me any questions and then I'll answer them here in the podcast. If this has been helpful for you, go ahead and share it with another dad or somebody who has, you know, super limited time on their hands. And again, if you're listening to this in real time, I'm hosting a masterclass on Wednesday, October 18th on how to never go on a diet again. And lastly, if you're curious about my one-to-one coaching program and if and how we can help you hit your goals, I'd love for you to just go to forgingweedfathers.com, click on that apply button, and I'll be in touch to answer all of your questions, all right? So that is it. That is all. Until I see you next time, Legacy Makers, let's keep creating a legacy of health and fitness, not only for yourself, but for generations to come. Let's go. Let's go.